0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode two of What Makes the Heart Beat. I am one of your hosts, Katie. And I'm Mariah. And so we have some people saying that from the last
1: episode, we sound kind of alike. Yes. So we're going to teach you. I'm Katie. And I'm Mariah. <laughs> and we're gonna continue to sound a lot alike, and we're sorry. We're not gonna change it. <laughs> we might as well just bring up the obvious. Yes. Yes. We extended this out to some friends and family, and uh, actually, even we re listened a bunch of times, and I realized that sometimes I didn't even know when I was talking. So, sorry, guys. I'm not gonna change my voice. I'm just, it's gonna sound not me. And we talked about that, Katie. Remember? Yeah, we want to sound like ourselves. And honestly, if you have not checked
0: out episode one, you should go and check it out now because it was amazing. We had a lot of fun and there was a lot of laughing going on.
1: (laughs) A lot lot of laughing. It was definitely a very, a very, uh, what is, I wanted to say very good first episode, but it's just a very real first episode. it was very real. And (laughs) I like to
0: call it, I, I call those things happy accidents. Oh. You know, so a happy accident happened and, um, I've, I've listened to it like 20 million times, so it's pretty good.
1: Happy accidents. Really quick, Katie, do you know that there's a board game called Bob Ross's Happy Little Accidents?
0: No, I never played that game before. You're going to have to
1: check it out because it's a lot of fun. Anyways, that's not what this is about. This episode is going to be about movies, movies, movies childhood movies. Yeah. Yeah um movies that kind of
0: have impacted us in a really big deep way and we feel like we're different in a positive way for some reason because these
1: movies were in our lives at some point yes um how about we talk about some of these movies let's start with the first one we listed we listed and Katie you take it away because this one was pretty powerful for you
0: yeah well it's interesting because so it's Bambi Mm-hmm. And and we were literally were just looking up the dates for these movies. I had no idea that this movie is from 1942.
1: I didn't know it was that early either. I thought it was probably in like maybe the 60s or 70s. Dude, all I know is that when
0: I was a little kid, it was in the movie theater in like first or second grade. So I just thought if it was in the movie theater, it had to come out then, but obviously that's not true. So it was some probably in like the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. And my mom took me to it, and it was my first brush of death where, you know, Bambi loses her mom in the first few minutes of the movie. And I was like crushed as a little girl. I don't even know how people take their kids to these things because I literally fell apart. And then the worst thing was, is that there was a huge storm outside that day and the movie theater actually lost power like 15 minutes after. So we didn't even get to finish the movie. Like, um, it was like, oh, okay, sorry, bam, everyone gets their money back, and I was like, wait a second, so you didn't even, I think that's why it was even more traumatizing, because I didn't actually get, like, a, you know, a really nice, happy ending after it, it just kind of was, and then you go outside, and there's, like, lightning and thunder, and you're like, you're like driving home with your mom, you're like, I hope my mom makes it home today.
1: Oh my God. That's a terrible thought. That's You know, Katie, I don't know what it's doing by you, but it's literally lightning and thundering right where I am right now. And if we cut out at all, guys, like that's why. And I think it's really crazy that it's because you're talking about Bambi again. You're
0: scared. I'm sorry. I know. Buddy, so.
1: please, if you're driving, just take it easy. Okay. Pull off to the side of the road right now. This is very important.
0: I know. And it's great. There's a lot of movies out there that have that kind of like Lion King, his dad dies in that. And there's, yeah, you know, Disney likes to throw that little extra thing. Wrench I right think it's important.
1: Wheel. I think that's so important though, because, and I think we probably it's, even though it's so impactful as a kid, the more it's talked about, I think the more you get familiar with the idea that, you know, that that does happen. And it's, and it's, no matter what, it's always hard to deal with. But um, I remember what you're like, the Bambi, I never saw it in theaters, but I did. um, I did have that same feeling about the mom dying. And actually, like my little, you know, when we were talking about it, my daughter, who's three and a half now, Ooh, just rumble. Did you hear the thunder? Mm-mm, I can't hear it. Okay, good. Um, so she's three <laughs> oh, and a half. Good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she, when I like, I read her tons of stories all the time. And I try to always introduce her to new, like, especially Disney movies and, and all of the classics. And um, Bambi was one that I was worried about, like reading to her from, and it stemmed back to my childhood. I was like, I don't know how this is going to impact her right away. And, um, and then I read it and I noticed that in the books, they kind of took out that sort of, uh, shock factor, you know, it was like Bambi's mom was there and then she was gone. So it was fine in the books, but, um, but now, you know, I'll drive past the cemetery and I'll say, look, Ravenna, like, that's where you go when you pass away. And, you know, people are buried in there. Um, <laughs> Baby's mom is right there next to the willow tree. <laughs> I try to be very matter of fact. Sometimes, sometimes I actually like. If she tries. She sometimes she likes to touch, you know, the light cords. Uh, not the light cords, but like a charger that's in the wall. I found her twice now, with this charger in her mouth, like connected to the wall. And I'm like, Oh my god! And I told her, and she knows. Like, if anybody has met you, none of nobody here really probably has met Ravenna, unless you're my close friends and family. But she does know better. But she puts <laughs> it in her mouth, and then I say. Do you know what can happen to you? You could die. You could get electrocuted and fried up. Your whole body will be a big boo-boo. You'll be in so much pain. Like she just stares she just stares at me like I don't believe you. I've done it. And it <laughs> you got to take fine. her to the grave. You got to show her the hole. This is where you end <laughs> <Maybe>. up kid. <laughs> Maybe I should just show her Bambi. Maybe that's what I forgot. That's what I'm not doing. Right. Yeah. Explain, you know, the lightning, the electricity, it all ties right back <laughs> in. That's what happens.
0: Then your mom dies. Then <laughs> your mom dies. Oh God, that's awful. Okay. Let's go to the next one. All I right. Said,
1: so we've got a little princess that Mariah uh, is going to tell us about. Yes. Okay. So little princess, really. That was such a, a special movie for me. And now I never saw the 1939 version that you saw, Katie. I saw the 1995 version and my mom showed it to me. And I remember just, I remember like this girl had to leave her dad and. And I had such a strong, and I still do, but such a strong connection as a little girl to my dad. I think every little girl has that connection. Um, well, maybe, no, I can't say that. I did. And, um, you know, when, when he had to leave, I remember being really sad about it and um, sad for the girl, too. And uh, and then she goes into this whole new world, and she, she's, you know, a pretty wealthy little girl but she's really humble. Like she doesn't, even though she has all this stuff, it's not, um, you know, like her, how did it help me out here? It's not like her.
0: Yeah, no, she's still, she, she has a really good, she's actually really humble and wants to just talk to people and she's yeah. a
1: very personable person and she doesn't judge other people. Right. And I want to say that I, I really connected to that little girl. I really, in such a powerful way. Um, and, and then she met um, Becky, who was uh, the girl that cleaned, you know, she had to live up in the top and it was just, they created this beautiful friendship. And I remember them drawing that little safe, like chalk line about like, this is your safe place. And mm. do you remember, do you remember that? Like, part? I mean, I don't know what they did in the 1939 version, but. I remember they went to sleep and they woke up in like this jungle and oh, yeah. they were on this adventure together and it was scary. There was these monsters and other things going on. And then I remember when Becky came in, like they were really happy together. It was almost like they battled the monsters together. So I forget the whole story. Yeah, They but- didn't,
0: they, they kind of like were able to create this safe space for themselves so that they could joke around and have fun because yeah. Their whole life was so dictated and, you know, they were pretty much just slaves in the house and just at these, and some of the girls were like not nice to them. And I'll, I don't think that the like teacher was nice to them Yeah. when they were together, it was always fun. And didn't the, didn't the dad, like when he came back, didn't he adopt Becky in the end? Yeah. Like went to live with them forever. Yeah.
1: I, it was, it really was such a beautiful story. Great connection between the father and daughter, even though they weren't there. And then even the woman who was in charge of the place, who made all these bad choices, like you saw how the little girl impacted her and even kind of showed her like, you're wrong here. Like you made a bad choice. And you know, I, I forget, I don't know if they took over that like boarding school Um, at like the father, they might've, I can't, or they, maybe they sent all her clothes there. I forget exactly what happened. I might be confusing Annie and that movie, but those, I say that because my mom was the one that showed me both of those two movies, but yeah, my mom was, um, not to get too crazy into it, but this is how I think about it now as an adult, my mother who, who introduced me to a little, little princess, she was, um, in a foster care for a long time. And so she really didn't have any connection to her mom or her dad. And, and I kind of like now visualize her Mm. as this little girl who's in that world, you know, trying to make the most of whatever life handed her and, um, you know, I, I can't wait to show my daughter this movie but it's all in good time it's got to be at the right you know the right age where it's gonna kind of sink in and she'll understand it all but anyway yeah I'm glad because I always sometimes I get nervous about what's out there in the world
0: but I'm glad that there are these great movies that have a really good message you know I mean that's what little girls should be watching is something like that is like how to be nice to the person that's the lowest on the totem pole and you know how it can come to butt you in the ass
1: later if you don't behave right. <laughs> um and treating but treating everybody you know regardless of how they treat you treat them the way like you want to be treated you know and never stop doing that and also stand up for yourself like where you need to and stay strong and that's what I got from that little girl like just Sarah was her name right that was the the little Sarah was the little was the Shirley Temple girl and then Becky was her friend that's right what do you remember from A Little Princess, anything like that stuck out to you? I
0: mean, pretty much everything that you said. I like, because I, when you, you brought it up to me and I said, oh, wow, yeah, the one with Shirley Temple. And you're like, no, not Shirley Temple. And then we realized that there were two. But I definitely had seen both. But I just, I do remember the Shirley Temple one more. Which one did you like more? I think the, well, the Shirley Temple one's in like black and white. Okay. Or at least like a more like faded version of yeah. color, um, but it was—I don't know. I guess I guess the first one because that's what I remember more.
1: That's really cool. Yeah,
0: because like when you t- when you talked about the jungle thing, I was like, oh yeah, I do remember that from the second one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm going to go on for my next movie, which is My Girl. <gasps> Yeah. Yes, from 1991, Veda Fuss was the coolest thing ever. What a so great what? name, by the way. Oh, I know. I know. That I love a... the name Veda. Mhm.
1: I don't even think I've heard of that name since.
0: Yeah, I know somebody that just named their daughter Veda.
1: Oh, really? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Was it co- is that one of my cousins? Was that her character name or was that her actual name? I forget.
0: No, her real that's her character name. Ah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I always think of her as, like, having,
0: like, the perfect hair. And I just think that that movie just introduced so many things into my life. I mean, I was in first grade. I remember seeing it in the movie theater. And I, I didn't know what, the, what period was yet. Like, when that part of the movie came up, it was, like, really... Confusing for me, mm-hmm. but at least it was the first time that that idea had ever come into my head. Yeah, which is interesting. And she, you know, she, she her family lived and worked in a funeral home, a funeral parlor. That's so right. She, um, you know, just there was a lot of death in it. For, I think for like a first slash second grader.
1: Well, it felt like like when you say a lot of death, there was just the death that happened. Right was so impactful for your age and how it happened, like the visualness.
0: Yeah. Right? Well, because like Veda's going through it because she's. You know, growing up in this home, and you're seeing how she's dealing with it, and how she's thinking death is like a lot more natural to her. And then I live in a house where I'm like, death isn't natural for me because her mom had died at birth. Like, death was just always in her life. Oh my so God, if- I'm,
1: you're right. I forgot all this. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Yeah. Kate. So it was just Why a very, talk?
0: like, it was just like a new idea for me for this to be like so a part of somebody's life and being introduced to that and how important that kind of stuff is. And the other thing that I was like going to bring up to you is that, um, my, it was the first time that like the idea of HIV or AIDS mm-hmm. had ever been introduced in me. And the only reason it happened was because her and Thomas J, they, they like cut each other and then they like shared blood and became blood brothers and sisters. Yeah. I remember I, that. And so when like my mom turned to me in the movie theater and was like, don't do that, Katie, that's how you get AIDS. <laughs> and I was like, she like scared me. I was like, AIDS, what's that? You die from it? <laughs> Um, See, but which is true. You can, you can, if you're sharing blood or like open cuts or how you can, you know, with needle sharing and stuff absolutely. like that. But, so it was just, just like, I feel like a lot of different and new ideas. had just exploded in my plate when I watched that movie. And then on top of it, it was like, then poor Thomas J dies at the end. Oh, oh my, man. I hope I didn't just v-
1: should I have said no of course you can you can what if somebody
0: wanted to go and watch the movie and I just ruined it for them
1: (laughs) you know what it's okay they can they don't even know when it's gonna happen or how and maybe it'll make them want to watch it a lot of people don't often go back and and want to watch like older movies you know so that's a good movie I think every
0: little girl should see my girl
1: for sure such a good movie um you know, you were talking about your mom and how she turned to you immediately and was like, don't do this, Katie. I just to jump on that train. That's, that is me with Ravenna in every movie. I watch with her now. You're like, don't do this. Don't do that, kid. Yeah, because you, you know your kid. Like, you know where their brain's going, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, is that something I can do? Like, remember, like, I'm going to try that. And Ravenna, like, when she first would watch just, like, rated, like, PG movies, or even one of the movies we're going to mention, I'll bring it up, we'll bring it up later, but she just always goes for, like, I'll say, like, one of the Home Alone, she heard somebody say, stupid. And she's like, did you hear that? Like they called him stupid. And and I'm like, yes, but you're not supposed to say that word. It's not okay to say it. That's not a G movie, but still like you're always there telling your kid like, this is not good. And you realize like, how much how much you know like you got to stay on top of your kid and make sure that they're not ta- you know what advice they're <laughs> taking and what they're not what they shouldn't be taking at that moment in time oh
0: my know? god I love that that's so funny I know that's a mom's job though is to live it and to make sure you know because she let you watch the movie and she'll never be able to live with herself Right. If she didn't say this one thing right now <laughs> All right. God forbid it happens, but yes. Yeah, so the it's next true. one, Mariah, Mariah, what is the next
1: movie we are going to talk about? It is the labyrinth, the labyrinth, 1986. This is the movie that Mariah made me watch because she <laughs>
0: said that she couldn't believe that I'd never seen it. And the only thing I can really remember about it was stairs.
1: That's the end. So, I mean, that's – was it because you're like, is it over yet? Is she done? Like, is this movie? (laughs) Or is it because it was bizarre how the stairs were moving and shifting and flipping upside down? Yeah,
0: I just think it's a visual that, like, really sticks out in my
1: head the way that last part was. Yeah, that was pretty – Definitely, so far extreme and and abstract from the rest of the movie. Yeah. So, um, why do you, what?
0: What is so amazing about that movie that you think that every person should go home and watch this
1: right now? I'll tell you why. There's a little worm, that has a British <laughs> a British accent, and he says, "Don't go that way." I said, "Don't go that way." And then she goes, "Why don't I go that way? You should never go that way." And then so she doesn't go that way and he goes, well, if she'd kept on going down that way, she'd have gone straight to that castle, which is exactly where she wanted to go to find her baby brother. So all she needed to do was go in that direction and she would have got to him and the whole movie would have been over. But But she never did it. But she never did. Anyway, so it's a story about this girl who was pretty naive and kind of lived in this little bit of this fantasy world, and um, her father had remarried. Like, very short part of the story was about her family itself, but had remarried. They had um, a little boy and significantly younger than her. Like, she was clearly a teenager, and he was like a year and a half, like maybe 18 months old. No, probably like a year, not even. I don't like I think he was pretty young. And he ends up getting taken away by these goblins because she wishes for it to happen. And um it's just a great classic movie. There's there's like, you know, three that I can remember: Labyrinth, um NeverEnding story, and like Willow were all this like fantasy genre of movies that were so extreme and bizarre and fun and just out of the box thinking um, that I really enjoyed. And of course it had some great musical numbers and um, David Bowie was in it, which just made it even better. And every girl was like obsessed. If you remember this movie, he had on these tights where like his package was like bulging and as a little girl you're like oh my god I don't I feel like I'm looking at something I'm not supposed to be looking at (laughs) and he's got this like wild hair and like but he's also really like somehow charming at the same time and like mysterious I don't know it was weird it made you feel funny as a little girl (laughs) like you couldn't put your finger on it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I felt that
0: way when I, when I watched Beetlejuice.
1: <gasps> oh, that's another like,
0: good one. That is one where I just, I felt exact, all those things that you just named where you just couldn't put your finger on it, that movie for me was like, it just was so out of the box and a different experience. Yeah. And, you know, especially when you're, so this movie came out in 88, so I was four years old. Yeah. But like, you know, before that it was just princesses and fairy tales and Bambi's mom dying. You know, but at least it was still animals. Well, then, but, like, you, Beetlejuice was like hit. Like, I remember when they're in the little office and there's like a doctor's office or something, and there's yeah. like the two guys with the tiny little heads.
1: Yeah, that I was love great.
0: Those. Yeah, those <laughs> things are cool. And then if you like walked outside of the house, there was like sand on the ground, the quicksand, and you would just like die in the quicksand if you left the house. Just
1: crazy
0: ideas and thoughts.
1: Yeah. And, you know, but Beetlejuice also had like, Like these little sexual points too. Like, I don't know if you remember, but like in the little town that they had built, you know, at some point he like pops up a little like mini strip club or like brothel that's in it. And it's just like these little discreet parts that like go over, well, maybe they don't entirely go over kids' heads, but they have like, I always knew that there was something like, what's going on here? I didn't understand it, but I'm like, there's something going on here that I don't know what this is. But it's like for adults. And it's for it was adults, intriguing. but
0: it uses so much imagination that it connects to the kids too.
1: Absolutely. You know, because usually it's that's kind of more of like a kid's world where you're gonna go through all of that. Well, that's how they think. They think about things so abstractly and outside of the box. And you were yeah. talking about the office. I remember I remember like these dead bodies that were like flattened and they were moving on <laughs> <Yeah>! clotheslines. <laughs> And then um and you know, the whole reason the heads were small was because there was like this voodoo guy who he must have shrunk like one guy's head and you don't know why. (laughs) And then Beetlejuice makes like a joke and then he like ends up stealing the guy's number like they had to wait in line. Oh yeah. And he stole it and he pretend like, oh well next, you know, and then like the voodoo guy like Uh figures out, oh like you all right, and then you see him sprinkle the dust and his head like gets really, really, yeah. really windy. Oh my god. I love that. Well it's funny because so we were just um down the shore
0: in Ocean City and my nephew is three years old and he's like the first year that he's tall enough to go on a lot of the like bigger kid rides not like a big ride but a big kid ride and one of them was the fun house and just seeing his like oh yeah go in the fun house okay like i'm allowed to do this and he went on with his like 10 year old cousins and they're helping him through but you could just see the wonder and amazement in his eyes because you know before that what do you get to go on like the swings or yeah yeah you know like something that's like really slow or like the ferris wheel but like I don't know. I just feel like Beetlejuice is like a big fun house and that idea of looking th- at that through a kid's eyes and how that really impacts and changes them and, you know, shows them a different imagination that they didn't even know that they had. So it's
1: true. It's really cool. I love how you brought, brought up the fun house idea. And then, you know, also the death part, Katie, the, um, you know, Lydia Dietz, she's super, she's just a different character than we're used to, I think even during that time she's you know a darker kind of figure she's into like death she's um in inverted a little bit you know uh, introverted i guess is the word and um you know her parents are clearly on a whole different level than her and they don't quite understand her that well um and death in a way kind of like you know brought this whole new like perspective almost life to her like like un- even understanding it and then when she met the people that lived in that house prior you know that had passed away remember I think in the end they kind of adopt her even though they're ghosts right yeah um oh, and then yeah, they're like nice people yeah and then there's that song at the end where she's like dancing I forget the name of the song but we play it for Ravenna all the time like she dances <laughs> around the house like well the one <laughs> hey it Nice.
0: <laughs> oh
1: my god I'm so bad but anyway that was the dinner um, party one when like, I know that's the song I think though, when I
0: when I think of it that's what I think of all right so let's have- take it to our last movie from 1996 yes Mariah. oh man
1: okay so this is Matilda um I really hope anybody have se- has seen this movie or all of you um, if not, I can understand you know there's probably some plenty of guys out there that you know might not have been interested, but Matilda is the story of a little girl who's raised by parents that um probably shouldn't have had children um they just they were very much into themselves, but the story really revolves around Matilda and how she has these magical powers and how um, she goes to school and she meets this teacher. But wait a second. I think I remember Katie knows the name of this teacher. Katie, I'd <laughs> love for you to just see if you can explain any more of this story before we go on.
0: Oh, so we get more eyes being in front of me because I, I was saying, is the teacher's name Miss Scrunchum?
1: <laughs> scrunchum.
0: Miss <laughs> Scrunchum?
1: When you said Scrunchum. And the dad was a car dealer, but he was a dirty car dealer. You actually have that right. So it's not scrunchum, it's Miss Trunchbull. Trunchable, same thing, same thing, <laughs> scrunchum, trunchum. There's some letters in there. I think you got some of the letters. <laughs> um, but the dad was a, like a sleazy car salesman and the mom... She actually really wasn't terrible. She just didn't really want to have kids. She just didn't care. Yeah. She was, like, and more into herself. Yeah. But at the end, like, she signs Matilda away, like, to Miss Honey, the teacher, and is, like, because Matilda asks for it. You know, she's like, oh, can I know. just But anyway, she has all these powers, and I just think it's really cute to watch her go from, like, this little tiny baby to discovering her powers and herself and, And my daughter is in love with this movie now. And it's actually a great example of one of those movies that I'm sitting there watching, well, watching it with her. And in the beginning I had to explain it all because she doesn't understand parents that don't like love their kid. Like she has no concept of that. So she's thinking, oh, I could just go walk to the library by myself. Mom, I'm going to do that. You know? And then like, I'm like, no, 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 Ravenna. Like, she's not supposed to do that. She's supposed to take her time. Like, not take her time, but she's supposed to like go with an adult. You shouldn't be walking there. But her parents are leaving her home by herself. Like, here I am sitting here explaining every like move. This kid don't do that. <laughs> right. Um. She gets it now, but at first I was like, I hope she doesn't like start walking down the street one day. She thinks she can because Matilda can, and she thinks Matilda's the same age as her. Um,
0: And if not, she'll just use her magical powers to get herself out of it.
1: Oh, forget it. Like, Matilda made pancakes. She needed to make pancakes by herself. Matilda got herself dressed. She needed to get herself dressed. And she gets herself dressed fine now. But when she first saw the movie, she really wanted to do it. And it was a nightmare, like, trying to get her. Like, she didn't want anybody's help. She... I would find her with her hands stuck in the shirt sleeves her head stuck was actually sometimes like her head was stuck in like a dress sleeve and then her other arm was out the other sleeve and she's like screaming at the top of her lungs because she can't get the dress on and I'm like Ravenna like, do you want help and she's like no nah! Oh my god, that's so funny! Yeah, three years old, that, like, screaming at me.
0: <laughs> I love that she literally is trying to do what she's imitate what she's watching, what she's seeing. You know, yeah. And She's like, I want to be this. I want to do that now. I love that.
1: Well, that's so. That's the fun part about Matilda is that I saw it and I remembered it, but I saw it as an older little girl, and then I'm like, oh, maybe she'll like this. And of course, she loves the movie, but there was a lot of explaining that had to be done so that she understood it. But it's, you know, it's still a really cute story. And it's about, again, treating people with kindness. Um, I think almost, I mean, The Labyrinth, a little bit of a different storyline, Bambi different, but A Little Princess, even Beetlejuice and Matilda, like just thinking outside of the box, but also like kindness, like is like this general sort of like mindset I get from it you know yeah I definitely see kindness
0: as a theme throughout all the videos that we that we talked about the other thing that I'm really which I think is really cool one thing that I think that all of these movies have in common is that they all have strong little girls in them
1: well, if Bambi's sense. a
0: girl, I'm not sure if Bambi's a girl, but Bambi is not a girl. Okay. So while that's, that's okay, okay. there's, you could be a strong little girl or a strong little boy. Um, but, but I just think that's really interesting. Cause even with be- Beetlejuice with Lydia and the Labyrinth, mm-hmm. you said it all started with like this girl trying to make this, you know, choice yeah. and she could have gone the easy route, but she didn't. And then like, you know, my girl where it's all about, just got coming of age and experiencing those things and dealing with things from your past and yeah,
1: a little well, princess. Know. So I just
0: think it's really cool that they all ended up, we didn't try to get a theme, but that we ended up somehow having a theme. Um, and it makes,
1: you know, that makes sense too, because you know, we're two girls and that's where we're, we're going to identify with it. And you know, if that's there's true. any guys listening, um, maybe you, maybe you have, you know, your own thoughts on these movies and maybe, maybe even Bambi. I mean, Bambi is definitely a a powerful, for sure, universal movie. Um, Beetlejuice, Labyrinth. I think those three even are like pretty universal.
0: Yeah. I think everybody kind of has those movies. We hope that we've inspired you or had you maybe thinking about a movie that really was impactful for you while you were growing up. Um, But yeah,
1: that's glad that you came to join us today. Yeah. Thank you for joining. Thanks guys. And please join us again. Um, but don't forget to check out episode one. Um, yes, go and check it out now. Do not miss it. It was
0: <laughs> so good. And make sure that you come back next week for our next and third episode of What Makes Your Heart Beat.